the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Woohoo! Welcome to today's show. Thank you for tuning in, and we are excited. Hawaii, aloha, and mahalo for listening. San Diego, woohoo! In the house, praise the Lord. Today, we're just going to have a, a little conversation back and forth with my wife and I. We're going to be talking about an event that we have October 28th, which is, you know, coming up really soon at the Junior Seau Amphitheater. But before we go there, I want to make sure that you hang out uh, for the latter part of the show, which is absolutely the best part. And we will be coming out of Daniel chapter 5. And here we go. Without further ado, wife, thank you for being here today. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we want to talk a little bit about this event that we have coming up. It's called Let Freedom Reign, and it's going to be at the Junior Seau Amphitheater here in Oceanside, California. Um, It's it's 200 south, uh, north or south, right? South, south the Strand. The Strand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're excited. It's right next to the uh, Oceanside Pier. Um, and we're so looking forward to this event because God is going to be glorified. Um, wife, tell me a little bit, um, without getting into any of these pe- people that we have, a little bit about how you feel about this event that we're having. I'm excited. It's it's a huge community um Outreach, really. And it's what I love about what this event is going to do for our community, our local community and the surrounding communities is that it's really connecting them with who are the influencers out there for Jesus. I mean, we see all over social media, you hear influencers. Okay, well, what are they influencing? Well, these people, these speakers, these vendors, these worshipers who are coming out are all influencers for Jesus. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to help turn the tide back to what it's all about. And every single person that's going to be represented there and, and being a part of, of this whole event is on fire for the Lord. And, and that's what I, first and foremost, that's number one. Uh, number two is, you know, just everyone that's a part of it is, is really, um, a big part of working behind the scenes in the in their local community, and and you'll see that as we of course go through each one. So you know one of the things that I'm excited about October 28th is that from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. it's Spanish, and we have five different churches that yes. are going to be represented and free of cost. They didn't pay nothing for this event. We took care of the whole thing at the cross. Did yes, uh, but it's an amazing thing. I mean. $15,000 into it, but we're sowing into the kingdom of God Amen. And, Amen. and we're believing God for just, you know, to expand the kingdom of God. And we're yes. excited. Um, and then from 3 p.m. to uh, right on after a little bit nine ish, uh, we have some incredible speakers. Um, the other thing is I feel so honored that we're having it at the Junior Seau Amphitheater. And let me tell you why. Uh, wife and all you listeners in Hawaii and in San Diego and everywhere else where you're listening today, um, Junior Seau was uh, my best friend's brother growing up in high school. And of course, a lot of you know who Junior is. He played for the Chargers. He was a 10-year-old pro and just an amazing football player. But his older brother, David Seau, we played football together and we uh, we did track together and other sports together. And I've known David since we were little boys, David Seau. Um, and of course, I've known Junior. Junior's younger than both me and David. 
Um, and, you know, me and David had big dreams about playing pro football. And I got hurt my senior year. David went out to, to Hawaii to play football. But um, Junior, when he was a, a, a younger, I think right around 10 years old, we were at the Oceanside Harbor. And we were there with a bunch of other uh, uh, kids about that age that, that me and David Seau took. And there's a section at the Oceanside Harbor that used to wash away for any of you that are familiar with the Oceanside Harbor because the St. Louis River runs into the ocean from there. And we were out there, all the kids were swimming, and nobody saw Junior Seau for about uh, a minute, minute and a half. Nobody knew where he was at. And all of a sudden, uh, my brother sees him pull his, push his hand for the last minute and his hand is gone. And I dive in and I pull him out with, pull him out of the water and CPR. And, and it's amazing. He survives. And so, you know, that was one of those amazing things. So I'm very familiar with Junior and I, I just feel honored to be back uh, at this amphitheater hosting this event. So, um, Cleta, let's talk a little bit about Wilbur Force. Okumu, let's uh, tell us a little bit about Wilberforce that you know about him, and I'll say something small about him. Yes, Pastor Wilberforce is uh, an amazing man of God, and his ministry is based out in Uganda. But why we consider him a local is every time he comes to visit us here in America, he really helps um, bridge that gap and unite churches. And that's the main focus. And I think sometimes in America, you know, churches tend to kind of keep to themselves. And what he does is he helps really bring that outreach in. And so what he is, he's president of the Living Waters Ministries in Uganda. He's also leader of the global outreach. And what that means is they're taking the gospel to unreached people of the world through like mass evangelism. He's also a senior pastor at his church called Pearl Haven Christian Center and Mbala. And he's I mean, this man is amazing. He's the chairperson of Mbala, Uganda. Yes, yes, yes. And he's also the chairperson of Ugandan Board of Calvary Ministries. Um, He's uh, he's worked in forty three countries and continues with that with over eight hundred missionaries around the world. And he's pretty much ministered the gospel in Uganda and internationally, including South Sudan, Kenya, Ethiopia, and then of course here in the U.S. And so. So, you know, Wilberforce, Pastor Wilberforce yes. Okumu, yes. he has one of the largest churches in Uganda. Yes, he does. And, you know, last time he was here, we hadn't had like a lightning or thunder in years. And the day that he speaks, he's speaking and all of a sudden these clouds roll in and there's thunder and lightning. It was amazing. It was like, whoa, God. What do you have for us today? Amen. And he's also been part of praying for somebody that was dead. And, and you know, God used him to yes. pray over this guy and bring him life. And so he's an amazing man. And so we're really looking yes. forward to, to have him there and speak. Um, pastor Sean Mitchell. Oh, yes. Pastor. He's the senior pastor of Next Chapter Church in Carlsbad. And most of the listeners probably know him more so as the senior pastor of New Venture in Oceanside. Um, he since has moved on and is, is starting from the ground up again. And, and he does really well when he starts from the ground up. And God uses him in powerfully many ways to reach um, un, unchartered territories. Mm-hmm. Amen. Pastor Sean Mitchell, at one point, his, his church was the one of the largest, if not the largest church in San Diego. Yes. So God has used him powerfully. He's also was the uh, chaplain for the San Diego Chargers, uh, at, uh, also for a brief stint chapter of the San Diego Padres. I uh, used to smuggle uh, uh, Bibles into, uh, into Russia, into Germany right. before it was legal to do. <laughs> and so he's an incredible Amen. speaker and he's a, a man of God. And yes, he is. I'm so honored for, uh, that he's going to be there. Now he has a, uh, a church in Carlsbad, like you said, called yep. Next Chapter Church. Next Chapter Church. Yes, absolutely. So uh, one of the other uh, people that is going to be speaking is uh, also Shelly Hoiseth. Tell us a little bit about Shelly Hoiseth. Oh, absolutely. So Shelly is... Um, we are connected with her through our Love Life Ministry at, at, at the Cross Church. 
course, um, those of you who have listened to the show for quite some time are familiar with her when she's come on the air and explained what Love Life is, is pro-life ministry, and, and they help churches get connected with being um, impactful in their community in the pro-life um, ministries. Uh, what she does is she helps unite and mobilize the church to create a culture of love and life that basically will result um, in, in an end to abortion, right? And in, in this whole orphan crisis, she is the SoCal Vista director of the Love Life Ministries, and she's um, helps churches. So, pastors, if you're listening, uh, she's the one to definitely connect with and get a love life in your church today. Um, it's such a, an important thing that we need in our in our community. Every church should have one. Every church should um, have a uh, house of refuge where we take in um, those who are contemplating abortion and you, you love on them and you, and you help them through um, that cycle as the life is being formed in, in the womb. And, and so it's just an amazing ministry. I highly recommend um, uh, every, any pastor, anybody who's any leader who's listening right now um, really get connected with love life ministry and she will be there and you can get resources, how to get started and everything. She's amazing. Amen. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing her. Um, because she's a powerhouse. Yes, she is. You know, they're saving babies yes. and, Amen. and uh, they're actually leading people to the Lord right at the abortion clinics. Amen. Yes, they are. Um, you know, when I think of Shelly, I, I always am reminded of what Jeremiah said when the word of the Lord came to him in chapter one of Jeremiah says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto all the nations. You know, that's some pretty powerful words when you think of that. that Amen. You know, and of course, uh, the psalmist also said in uh, Psalms 139 that God intricately creates us in the womb of our mother. Isn't that amazing? And it says Amen. that he, it's, he perfectly does it. And, and it's just a beautiful thing when we know that, that God is on the throne and, and it's life is precious. So looking forward to hearing her. Hey, listen, if you just tuned in, this is freedom with Adam Riojas. And we're just briefly speaking about an event that's going to be at the junior Seau amphitheater October 28th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's going to be in Spanish. There'll be five churches there and their worship teams will be there. Their pastors will be there. As a matter of fact, the mayor of uh, Vista is also going to speak for a brief moment at 11 a.m. At yep. 11 a.m. And he speaks Spanish. And Yes, he is. He's fluent <laughs> in Spanish. Well, Vista, half the population is... Um, the Spanish community in, in Vista, so he better speak Spanish. Amen. That's going to be awesome. Um, we have a, a Rosie Higuera. Tell us a little bit about Rosie Higuera. Okay, so Rosie Higuera, we've had her on the show before. She's your constitutionalist. She's so involved in the community. Such an amazing woman of God who is is just really she's um, a big presence. Um, at the school boards, her husband and her, and and they're really just hardworking, not only behind the scenes, but now they've been holding the front line for such a uh, such a time as this. And what I love about Rosie is that she's not um, she's a fearless woman for the Lord. And so I definitely recommend anybody who's in the area come out meet Rosie Hagera. See who she's, who she is, and what she's all about, and how she's making a difference in um, the local community, specifically Oceanside in this particular case. And and so, um, it's going to be uh, she's amazing. Yeah, I want to get get connected with her and um, see what she's doing to change Oceanside for the good for uh, faith, family, and, and community. Amen. Um, Coach. And Pastor Dave Barrett, tell me a little bit about him, and then I'll, I'll talk to a, a lot about him because he was one of my coaches in high school. <laughs> okay, I'm a bias on this one, of course, of course, with you as well. But anyhow, so Coach Dave Barrett, um, he is considered Oceanside. Le- he's considered Oceanside's legend, like seriously, in the sense of not only. Did he himself attend Oceanside, but he was the former athletic director of Oceanside High School, and he's known by so many athletes. 
and and students um, as but mostly athletes as the great coach, a great mentor that helped many student athletes on and off the field. Um, he's also known as a player's coach, as as the athletes would say. He helps so many young athletes develop their skills. He's very he, he and he is such a humble man and so grateful to in his in his own words he says to play a small role in these athletes becoming men. And still today, Coach Barrett, or Pastor Dave, as we know him at the Cross Church, is and always will be a pirate Oceanside High School, right? And so he Woo-hoo, grew pirates. up. <laughs> he grew up in Oceanside. He played baseball and football during his years at Oceanside High School. He later came back to the school that he loved and began directing the baseball program since 1977, as well as teaching English. He was an English teacher there. And today he remains a varsity baseball coach and worship pastor. And that's why I'm biased because he's our worship pastor at the Cross Church. And he is by far one of the ones that are making a difference behind the scenes. He's one of those humble men that is not out there with this huge social media account and all of those things. But he's a, a, a huge influencer for Jesus by by impacting so many of these young men's lives. And, and even today, they come back and they thank him. And you just, uh, I mean, I'm so blessed for him to be a part of what we're doing. But he does a lot behind the scenes, a lot. Amen. You know, the uh, captain of the police department or the chief, yes. the chief in Oceanside. Oceanside, that's true. Um, was uh, David's, uh, Coach David Barrett's uh, former uh, uh, athlete, you <laughs> know, played baseball on his varsity baseball yes. team. So he, he's awesome. He was my uh, football coach as well in high school. He's an amazing man. And mm-hmm. as an athletic director, he has a ton of championships in every sport. Um, we have also Luis Galdemez. Uh, let me talk a little bit about Luis. You know, Luis is yes. uh, involved with the Acts 247 church without walls. And right. he basically is uh, one of those people that just starts a ton of home fellowships and and they meet all over the place. They evangelize the streets in Huntington beach and in Oceanside and in, in uh, Temecula and all over the place. And as a matter of fact, he also has like a, some kind of a children's uh, ministry, right? Where. Oh yes. Yes. So he's, and so when we're talking about, your local community influencers for Jesus. I mean, he is the one of the big examples is in, and you'll see, you will see him all over social media, but what is amazing about Luis is that he does step outside. He calls the church that he pastors is acts 24 seven church without walls. So they don't literally meet in a building. They set up home fellowships all across um, San Diego County, uh, Orange County. And he is literally, um, hitting the streets and evangelizing. He's back to, you know, what were we supposed to do in Acts 24? I mean, the whole thing, what's amazing about him is he's a fearless. I I know you met him in 2020 at the pier. I did. And for the listeners, I think he was here and he shared that. So all the beaches were closing. (laughs) And you two were out there. There's me and Luis on the streets, (laughs) seeing if we could find anybody to evangelize. And pray for them. Like, don't be afraid. Jesus is alive. So he's going to be awesome. Um, Our worship teams, of course, we're having at the cross worship team. And they are amazing. Um, yes. uh, of course, Dave, uh, Pastor, Coach Dave Barrett leads that. Yes. And so they're going to be awesome. Dynamic. It very, a very, uh, it's a dynamic mixture of just powerhouse voices. And, 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 and what I love about our, of course, again, I'm being biased, but what I love about our worship is that it's just not one um, continuous type of style of worship, but it's, it's a, it's a genre of, of everything. And it, it kind of really is the heartbeat of what at the cross church is, is that we, it's like, we're many nations. We're a very um, mixed group of individuals that just love Jesus from all different walks of life and culture. Amen. Amen. That's going to be phenomenal. Um, tell us a little bit about freedom generation, uh worship team that is going to be there. Absolutely. So this is the next generation of worshipers arising from the mouth of babes. Uh, They are our educational center's worship team. Um, They are this this dedicated group of just young, uh, 
girls and, and men that are just li- little boys and stuff that so are... So everybody's under the age of 12? Under the age of 12, yes. <laughs> and they are... They have such a heart for worship, and and there is, um, uh, of course, I'll talk about diversified how they connect with diversified. But what's amazing about these this young group is that not only are they growing up in in the you know the classical education, which I'm um, I'm a huge huge uh, hero and champion for. Um, they are having the opportunity to grow in their 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 god-given talents and and skills to be able to worship god from a pure heart and building a foundation and literally these kids they don't even want nothing to do with secular music when they hear people or that they know of go to like a what is it a taylor swift concert that it's a christian right they're oh no we're not listening to secular music we're gonna not defile what got our ears and so on their own they're choosing to walk that narrow path amen they're going to be amazing yes and the beautiful thing about laney yes from diversified yes. music um is going to be is taking on the role of of beginning to mentor these children amen that's amazing praise the lord so in the midst let me say something about them uh well go ahead you know a little bit about them and then i'll talk about them in the midst so well let me just say something since I know, you know, they're, uh, they've been around for several, uh, for several years and, um, uh, they've gotten, uh, uh, here. Yes. Uh, you know, it, what's, um, they've got, well, they're pretty much considered an independent heavy metal Christian band. They're formed by vocalist and pastor Gary Lee, who's an award winning singer songwriter nominated 10 times and awarded the rock single of the year for their hit song single wayward heart in the, at the LA music awards. Um, so yeah, so they, they, they're also an amazing worship yeah, team and as well. They've, yes. they've gotten best outdoor uh, worship band as well. So they're going to be amazing. Um, diversified. Okay. Yes, <laughs> of course. So again, uh, they are, they're, I'm a bias towards them because, you know, with them being involved with Laney, the children, Laney. Yes. yes. So they're, what they are is, um, they're, they're, they're not like your average Christian gospel musicians. This, uh, they're, they deliver a high energy, soulful blend of R and B reggae, funk and pop. And, um, and they, and they're building off of their founders, um, Chad, Chad McKeehali had a near-death experience and a powerful testimony. From uh, Hawaii, right? Yes, from Hawaii. So yes, Hawaii, there we're you gonna, <laughs> if, you're, if you find you yourself in it. California, October 28th, you need to Diversified be there. Diversified as though, yes. Diversified. Yes. And just, Hawaiian music. <laughs> <laughs> what's amazing about them, they partner with various churches. They help feed the homeless. They help uh, sex traffic, trade, sex trade survivors with their health and their wellness. Um, they're really just a give back type of worship team. And their that's their heartbeat. And they're coming alongside the Freedom Generation worship team, the young generation that's arising to help grow them up because they see these young children having that same mentality of mindset of putting Jesus first and what can they do utilizing their talents? Cause a lot of times you get these talented people and they have these great gifts, but are they giving back to the community? Are they giving back what God has gifted them with? And if you, God's gifted you with a skill, a, a you know, a, a musical skill or vocal skill, what better way than to give back to that next generation that you just continue to pour in and leave an, an amazing legacy behind for Jesus. Amen. That's awesome. Listen, uh, we would definitely love to see you there. Um, if you want to come meet me, I will definitely pray for you. Um, it's October 28th, um, 2023, and that's coming up very fast on Saturday, October the 28th. At, from 10 to 3 p.m., it's going to be a bunch of Spanish ministries with uh, with their worship teams, their pastors speaking um, and then from 3 to 10 p.m., it's going to be um, all of these amazing speakers. There's going to be a lot of vendors. Uh, oh, uh, yes. First Liberty, they're the ones responsible for uh, overturning that, that coach who got fired. And now you can pray in your schools. Teachers are teachers are allowed to pray. We're going to have a, and a bunch of other ministries, homeschool ministries yes. uh, mm-hmm. uh, that are now from people that are fleeing the, the uh the school messed, uh, messed up system that where they're indoctrinated children. Of course, we're going to have a lot of children's games 
And yeah, we're going to have an actual section set up for children's games in a craft area. So they're going to be games and everything for the children. Of course, we don't celebrate Halloween, but what we do celebrate is Jesus. And that's why the Halloween weekend, we're worshiping God. Amen. So we will have lots of candy for the children, not for Halloween, but to celebrate Jesus. We love you. Make sure you come back and make sure you attend. Let freedom reign October 28th. 2023 from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. We love you. We see you right back in Jesus' name. Woo! The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.com. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Woohoo! Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we are excited, um, especially about the event that we're putting on. Let Freedom Reign October 28th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Show up and meet. Myself and my wife, but praise the Lord, here is the message. Last week, um, as we were all tuning in, we left off where Nebuchadnezzar had lost his mind, and 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 all of a sudden he he got it back and he's starting to give God glory. And, and let me just finish that last part, and so we can remind you, and then we'll go right into chapter five of Daniel. But the last part of Daniel chapter 434 says, at the end of Nebuchadnezzar, at the end of his seven years where he had gone through this madness, remember, insanity is sin. <clears throat> insanity is sin. Uh, Belteshazzar lifted up, up my eyes onto heaven and my understanding returned onto me and I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. God, your kingdom is from generation to generation. An everlasting dominion is what Nebuchadnezzar is saying. You can shop for joy right now and know that God's kingdom is everlasting. And then he says in 35, And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will. In the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can say his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? God does whatever he wants because he's God. At the same time, my reason return unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness return unto me, and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgments, and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. What a powerful conclusion to this chapter as Nebuchadnezzar praises God. And as we begin chapter 5, by now Nebuchadnezzar, Um, has died. We really don't know how he died, but we know that Nebuchadnezzar, check this out, is in heaven. He gave God glory. He ended his kingdom by honoring God when he was a base for seven years. He got, he came out of his insanity. His insanity was sin and he ended up giving God all the glory. By now, as we pick it up in five, Belteshazzar, the king, made a great beast to a, to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. 
Here's what's crazy. This Belteshazzar, which uh, his name means Bel protect the king, which is their God, their God protect the king. Um, it's amazing as we start this chapter because people used to look at Daniel and say, Daniel, um, the book is a fraud because there is no Belteshazzar. Um, he's just a mythical person. There's no proof that he ever existed. But historians and, and archaeologists, you know, not too long ago uh, proved, however, that Belteshazzar did exist and that he was actually a co-region in Babylon of the time of the Persian conquest. So now we know historically that this man existed and that no, no Bodinus was the ruler and Belteshazzar was co-regent with him. Now, Belteshazzar was either the grandson of, uh, of King Nebuchadnezzar or, or was his, or was a son-in-law um, of King Nebuchadnezzar down in the line. But he, as we read this, you will see how it all comes into play and drank wine before the thousand. You know, at that point, they were surrounded by the metal Persians. But Belteshazzar somehow, you know, thought we're impregnable. Our walls are so thick. They say that some of the walls were like 20 feet thick, and not, if not thicker than that. And there's no way that anyone could have busted down these walls and come in and conquered them. So he looks at these, where they're surrounded by these metal Persian armies, and he's laughing it off and drinking. He gathered a thousand of his top people, and and somehow he was partying and and getting all drunk and and and, and orgies and madness was going on. Now, verse two says, Belteshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father or his grandfather, um, you know, when they say father, it's like saying father Abraham. We, it's a descendant, right, of Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines might drink therein. He wanted to defile all of these things that were brought out of the temple because he was godless. He could care less. There was no God in heaven for him. Verse 3 says this, Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple in the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine. They were drunken beasts by this point and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood and stone. You know, one of the things that I find interesting when it comes to alcohol is that everyone I've known in my life that are Christians and say, I, I, I don't, I just sip on wine a little bit. I don't, you know, I, I never do an excess. And listen, I, I don't drink at all. I think it's bad. I, I think it's a bad witness to drink. And I especially do not believe that pastors should be drinking at all because you are a king and priest that God has chosen to be an example for people. And if you're drinking, shame on you. You need to repent right now because you need to purify your cup. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit instead of being filled with something else. You know, in Proverbs 31, it says this. Um, in Proverbs 31 Five, it says, well, let's start in four. Thirty-one four says, it is not for kings, O Limuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for princes strong drink. It isn't for you to drink. Lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish. These guys are already marked for hell for those that are perishing and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let them drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more because you're done anyways, right? That's exactly what he's saying. But in, in Proverbs chapter 23, it's explained a little bit better about uh, the intent or the evil intent of alcohol. 
Look what it it says in Proverbs 23. Here it goes. Uh, 29 says, who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wings without cause? Who has redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that go seek mixed wine, look now thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Then I shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. They have stricken me. Thou shalt say, and I was not sick. They have beat me, and I felt it not. When I awake, I will seek it yet again. Total perverseness. Now, again, I've never known anyone that says they sip and at one point or not drink and get drunk. Drink and get drunk. Again, in 31.4, it says, It is not for kings to drink wine nor princes. You know that in Revelations chapter 1, it says something really amazing of who you are and how God views you um, as an example, as someone who has been put aside. You know, Paul actually even said that, that we should never do anything that stumbles anybody because that's the reason all things are, are lawful, right? But when you stumble your brother, you're sinning against your brother. And that is not a good thing to do. You know that in in uh, in Revelation, it says in verse 6, chapter 1, and, and hath made us kings, this is God, and has made us kings and priests unto God his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. God made you a king and a priest. And we just read in, in, in Proverbs 31 that it's not good for kings to drink. It is not good. Now, if you drink, that is on you. And if you think it's okay, I can't stop you. I personally abhor alcohol. I've seen too many people die. I have friends that have died in alcohol-related accidents in high school and even as an adult. <clears throat> I have seen people get killed before I have a friend who had never drank and decides to drink one day. He drinks one beer at a party, goes home, hits somebody. They take an alcohol test and his, his blood level is high because he had just drank the beer and he was given 15 years to life in prison. Again, it's a choice. But as we take on this chapter, um, this is exactly what these, what this guy is doing. They're, they have defiled the temple things, the temple vessels, and he is in this drunken stupor. And in verse 5 says this, <clears throat> of Daniel chapter 5, And in the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and rode over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king palace, and the king saw part of the hand that rode. Now, some people believe that it was an angel an angel of a hand. I believe it was God myself. I believe it was Jesus Christ writing on the wall, just like he was writing on the ground when the Pharisees were surrounding them, when, when they saw Jesus writing on the wall. But here there was writing the wall, a hand appears. The king sees it. He's in a drunken stupor. Then the king's countenance would change and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. This guy was in terror. His knees were banging together. He was so afraid. The king cried aloud to bring the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read these writings and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Remember, Belteshazzar <clears throat> was second in command because his father Nabonidus was actually the king and he was out on an archaeological excavation and probably never made it back in because the men and the prisoners are about to destroy this place. And so it's it's interesting how the story continues 
to roll. And the and as these people are brought all in, because now Belshazzar is third in command, I mean second in command, and look what it says. And he will make the next person third in command. Then came in all the kings, the wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was the king Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his conscience was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. He was drunk, and he probably sobered up after he saw the writing on the wall. Blown away because his, his people could not even interpret what was written on there. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through Daniel chapter 5. And we now see Belteshes are troubled and his countenance was changing him and his lords were astonished. Verse 10 says this, Now the queen by reason of the words of the king and his lords came in the banquet. Now, this queen was not Belteshes' wife. Remember, all of his wives were already at the feast and we can see that in in 5 verse 3. It was probably uh, um, his grandmother, uh, um, who was probably the wife to King Nebuchadnezzar. And this is why I believe that. And this is why a lot of others believe that. Watch what it says. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy continence be changed. 11 says this. For there is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. The spirit of the holy gods. Now, it's the spirit of God that's in this man. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, remember, not his father, but his grandfather, or his father-in-law down the line, the king, I say, thy father made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel. Here we go. Daniel, whom the king Belteshazzar now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. The queen was sure of this because she had seen him in action. Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Are thou that Daniel which are of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king of my father brought out of Jewelry, or Judea? Now, it's interesting because Daniel for some season now hasn't been in a ruler's position, but he's brought again because of the gifting that God has had given him. And the gifting that he used for God's glory is brought again. I have even heard of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee and that the light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. 15 says this. And now the wise men, the astrologers have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now, if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. You'll be third in command, Daniel, if you can give me this interpretation. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself. Keep them and give thy rewards to another. I don't need them. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known him the interpretation. I'm going to te- let you know what is on the wall. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father or grandfather a kingdom and majesty and honor and glory. And as for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him whom he would he slew and whom he would he kept alive and whom he would he set up and whom he would he put down. One of the greatest kings of all time. What's amazing is now Nebuchadnezzar sits in heaven because he glorified God after he came out of his madness, out of his sin and glorified the God of heaven. But look what 20 says. And when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened, his pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. And he was driven from the sons of men and his heart was made like the beast and his dwelling was with the wild asses. 
They fed him with grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high God ruleth in the kingdom of men. God is the ruler and that he appointeth over whomsoever he will. God sets up kingdom. God tears down kingdoms. God is the God of heaven and God knows everything and there's nothing outside of his control. And thou, his son, O Belteshar, has not humbled thy heart, though thou knewest all this. You knew you are going to be held responsible, but has lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of this house before thee, and thou and thy lords and thy wives and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. You have desecrated the cups from the temple, and thou hast praised the gods of silver, of gold, of brass, iron, wood, stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know, and the God in whose hand thy breath is, and who, whose are all thy ways thou hast not glorified. He wasn't even a believer, but he's telling them he is the God that gives you breath. He is the God who guides you or should guide you, and you should take his guidance, and you have not glorified him. There was part of his hand sent from him, and it was written, and this writing was written, and this is, that was written, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Ufarsin. This is the interpretation of, of the thing. Mene, listen, king. God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. You're done. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances, are found wanting. You are found wanting. Perez, Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Meds and the Persians. Then commanded Belteshar, and they clothed Daniel in scarlet and put a chain of gold on his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be third ruler in the kingdom. Now here is what's crazy. And in that night was Belteshar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. He was killed. He was humbled. He was killed because he would not repent after his sin was Given to me, he could have repented at that point. But listen, this is what is amazing, is this prophecy of the Meds and the Persians coming, and ultimately Cyrus coming in. Now Darius was one of the commanders of the army of Cyrus, was prophesied in Isaiah, and it's phenomenal how Isaiah, it's about 150 years later, and this prophecy is now being fulfilled and fulfilled right in his eyes. In Isaiah chapter 45, it says this. Let me read this to you as we wind down and as we finish this. Now, thus saith the Lord to his anointed. Isaiah is saying this. Isaiah 45, 150 years before it happened. Cyrus, whose right hand have I hold to subdue nations before him, I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two left gates, and the gates shall not be shut. He comes in under the city. Somehow the gates were shut. He diverts the water from the Euphrates, and they walk right underneath these walls, and the gates were found open, just like it says in Isaiah chapter 45, and I will make... I will go before thee and make the crooked place to straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut asunder the bars of iron. Just like it was written. And Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about three score and two years old. 62 years old, he becomes the king. He becomes the king. Listen, if you find yourself there today, if you've exalted yourself, if you think that your drunkenness is okay, if you're overflowing with money, with, with so much stuff, and you don't know what to do, today is a day to repent. Today is a day where you begin to use your money for God's glory. Today is a day you say, I'm done. God, help me. I want to do what's right. You may be the poorest drunk out there. You may be the richest drunk, but today is a day of repentance. Repent in Jesus' name. Wife closes in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are 
such an amazing, gracious, loving Lord. And so, Father, we just lift all of the listeners out there to you, Father. We praise you, Father God, and we know, Father God, that all we have to do is call in the name of Jesus. Woohoo! Listen, today is your miracle. If you're sick, God can heal you. Be healed in Jesus' name. If you're addicted to something, be set free in Jesus' name. If you're floundering, if if you don't know how to pay your bills today, let the riches from heaven overflow in your barns. Take that step and worship God. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And may God be glorified. See you October 28th, next Saturday, in Jesus' name. Woohoo! I love you, and so does God. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.